welcome back everybody, man. Come on inside. We've got room for you. And matter of fact, if you want to sit out on the patio this evening, you can do that too. It is flat, beautiful out right now. And we're glad you took time to be with us for another episode of the Musicians Cafe. My name's Brian Dick. And I'm here with a man that is going to have a very busy day this coming Sunday, Mother's Day. He's got a wife that's a brand new mother. He's got his own mother, Barbara, that he's got to worry about. So please welcome Mr. Chris FTD Florist Gray. Chris, man, how are you feeling, brother? I'm good. And you forgot my mother-in-law. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. I mean, I have all these new mothers and uh, additions. <laughs> and it's just, it's been a lot here in the last uh, four or five years for me. But hey. I'm down with it. I love uh, I love spending Mother's Day out with uh, my mom and, and your wife, and of course now my wife. That'll be yeah. a fun time, man. It's yeah, uh, man. it's exciting times, and like you said, sunny and seventy outside. I don't think it gets much more beautiful than this. Apple blossom was great last weekend. I couldn't have better weather for that. It wasn't raining. It wasn't cold. Right. It was just perfect weather to get out and enjoy the uh, the atmosphere, wasn't it? It was. It was. Tons of bands. Lots of good shows. I heard. I uh, didn't get a chance to go as many as I'd like to. Matter of fact, I was out of town, so I didn't do any here in town. But I did see music out of town, which was fun. Uh, but I'm glad everybody had a good Apple Boss. Man, we've got a really, really cool guest here with us evening, man. He, he's got that vibe of, a, you know, just all guitar players seem to be cool. I don't know how they do that. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you just have a vibe. But folks, man, please welcome uh, Randy Corbett. He is with us this evening hanging out. And uh, he's most famous right now for being with the Chad Laughlin Band. So thank you, Randy, for being here. Oh, thank you all for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Super excited to kick off episode 45 with you, Randy. Um, before we do, let's get to this menu, yeah. um, see everything that's going on here around Winchester and the surrounding areas. So let's kick it off here with the Tally Ho Theater. Now the 12th, let me just make a quick note, the 12th is Friday of this weekend and the 13th is Saturday. So the Tally Ho Theater on 12th is Strange Love, which is a Depeche Mode experience. Yeah. Randy's got a good Depeche Mode story. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> How did, how did you run into them? I actually didn't run into them, but I ran into one of their biggest fans at an emergency room in Baltimore, Franklin Square. Well, right. The young lady had a uh, few too many to drink and this and that and went on for about four or five hours about how Depeche Mode was the greatest band that ever <laughs> lived and spelled her name over and over. B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y. <laughs> For about Brittany. four or five hours, Brittany. Brittany of Depeche Mode fandom. Yep. Awesome. And you'll never forget that, will you? No, she, she's a legend. <laughs> so that's on the 12th. Uh, the 13th at the Tally Ho is the Four Horsemen, which is a Metallica tribute. Yeah, album quality Metallica tribute, they say. So, yeah, should be good. Hollywood Casino in Charlestown. It's a comedy weekend. Make sure you get out there. Their comedy shows are usually pretty yeah, good. Yeah, man. Uh, who do we see there? Rodney Carrington, right? We did. The last last one we went to was Rodney Carrington. That dude's been doing the same thing for how many years, and he's still <laughs> he's hilarious. the same yeah. same old guy. Yes, it? it's awesome. Bear Chase Brewery on the 12th, Nate Clendenin. The 13th, Sharif is how we've been pronouncing it. Right. And uh, Lenny Burridge. And then on the 14th is Nathaniel Davis. Troubadour Lounge in Park, Berkeley Springs, West Virginia. On the 13th is Damn Band. Yeah, man. That sounds like a good Band. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like fun. They weren't able to be outside last week. So it says online they're going to be out on, uh, outside this week. Oh, so we're outside now. Yeah, they're out doing outside shows. Have you been there, Randy? I have not. Um, we looked at booking there a couple times, but we haven't haven't gotten around to you it yet. You should definitely do, do the outside. Yes. I, I, that's what I've heard. Yeah. I, I've heard it's quite a place. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, the Monument, downtown Winchester, on the 11th is a big show. 
um, for some of you. Um, tomorrow night. That is it is tomorrow night. Wow, it's Thursday night. Um, for some of you bluegrass fans out there, um, Appalachia fans, uh, Town Mountain's in town. Uh, they've been to the monument before. Um, of course, they have some very popular songs out. Uh, that you guys may know, Down Low is the one that Tyler Childers sings, uh, and uh, I'm on Fire is, of course, uh, 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 the boss song. Right, Bruce But, uh, you know, those are their top couple there on Spotify, uh, and there's still tickets available, 30 bucks a piece. Go check them out online. Again, that's Town Mountain on the 11th. On the 12th is actually a really cool show, too, is Up in Smoke Barbecue, uh, and then that's going to also feature some local artists. Brennan Edwards and the Monday Blues Band. Yep. Now, we've had Brennan on, but we haven't had the band on. we got to look into that. Yep. Yeah, and we got definitely have to have them on because they're a cool group of guys. Um, and then the Tim Centron Project, they actually just got back to us. They'll be on the show here in the next couple months. Very cool. Good. Um, and then Bishop Van Holtzag. Holt, Holtzlag. Holtzlag, I think it is, yeah. It's a mouthful. Yeah. It's what it is. <laughs> Piccadilly Public House on the 12th is the Cold North. And on the 13th is Mr. Daryl Marini. Yeah, man. Daryl's great. A lot of fun. Paladin in Stephen City. The 11th, which again is Thursday. Yeah. Uh, Emily Fisher. Friday is Bart Harris. And Saturday is Brian Nichols. They got a full lineup this weekend, don't they? Is Brian Nichols there or P2? That's P2. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. they don't have a Saturday act listed for Paladin You're in right. Stephen City. I'm not sure what that's all about. There'll be somebody there. Uh, yeah. these, these Paladins, they... They book music they do. constantly. Yes, they so do. just uh, drop in there, and they'll they'll have somebody playing for you. Again, like Brian said, P two on the tenth. Yep, is going to be Brian Nichols. Uh, Bright Box Theater on the twelfth is Tyler Booth with Scott Kurt. Um, you know anything about them? I don't. I haven't looked I them do. up. I don't know a thing. I sure don't. Hey, and then guess what's next? West Oaks Farm Market. It sounds like. Friday Night West Oaks is back. It's time, yep. And guess it, who's leading it off? Look at that. Mr. Adam Phelps, Six Strings and Bourbon. Yeah. Is the opening act for the John Frace Project. I believe that's how it pronounced Yeah, it. I, I looked up so. their Facebook page here really quick before the podcast, and they look like a pretty cool band. Have you heard of them, Randy? I have not. Okay. I, yeah, no. I wasn't sure. It's new to me, too, but I'm sure they're great. Yeah. No, West Oaks always has solid music. They do. I mean, that's what I mean, yeah. So it's that it's that booking manager over there. I tell you, that guy. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Levi. So the twelfth is Friday Night West Oaks. The thirteenth, Jess Spoon Band is going to be there. Yeah. That's one o'clock to four o'clock, um, and Jess is great. Her yeah. band is great. Um, go hang out. It's going to be a great day. Um, totally not going to rain, so go hang out there at the market. That's right. And then it looks like Sunday, Mr. Jimmy Lee is going to be there twelve thirty three thirty. Yeah, Jimmy. So that'll be fun as well. Backseat Bar and Grill. You want to do this one? I can, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I was looking to see what they had this weekend. I haven't seen anything yet. They had such a big weekend, and we're going to talk about that with you because you were right in the middle of it, uh, Randy. But uh, but anyway, on there, they just booked it yesterday or announced it yesterday on the 12th of August, a big show, the final show in the Winchester area of the band Kicks. They announced their retirement this past weekend at the M3 Festival in Columbia. And, Boo. Uh, it is uh, for guys my age, it is, and I know you're from around Baltimore, so you no, know these guys I'm very, very well. Very familiar with kicks and 
the guys. Oh, yeah. yes. And and for me, Randy, I can't help but feel a little bit sad. I mean, I've seen him. I don't know how many times. I've never been disappointed. I still say Steve Whiteman is as good a front man as ever been on the stage. I, I'd put him up against anybody. I would too. And I mean, I'm talking about headliners. I've said it before. I'm talking about you name it, uh, Mick Jagger. You name it. I'll put him up against all of them. And uh, he still to this day has got his voice. Um, you know, he we just saw him here not too long ago, and they killed it. The band is great. I just know that you know they've been doing it a long time. I'm sure they're tired. I know uh, Jimmy Chalfont's health has been an issue. Um, I'm sure it's a lot of different things, but that's a sad thing. And I saw that yesterday being announced, Chris, and I got online today to get my tickets, and it sold out in the VIP section. VIP. Now, yeah. you can still get the regular ones, but with me being older like I am, I like to be in the, the section where I can at least set in if I need to. So I may end up having to stand up tonight because I'm not going to try not to miss them on this last show here. So, <laughs> no, that's, yeah. def- that's definitely the end of an era. I mean, it really is, right? Especially being from Baltimore. I mean, Kicks was. I mean, every like holiday, everything you know. Yes, there, there was a kicks party, and I mean, and they never, they never did it half ass. I mean, they, no. you know, as good as their albums were, and they made some great albums and great music, but their live show is something to behold. No, I mean Brian Forsythe's the finest guitar player that you could ask for. Yes. I mean, he just he's one of those guys that just just cool, you know. Yes, he, yes. he knows how to do it. Yeah, so I've never met him personally, but from people that I know that know him. He's even a nicer person. You know no, what I mean? No, he's a, he's a great guy. I had yeah. a lot of dealings with him working at Guitar Center many years ago, and him and Ronnie Yunkins and Jimmy. Oh, and all yeah. And they're just, I mean, they're nice guys, you know. So, folks, um, you know, take it from me and Old Codger. If you have the ability to be there on the 12th, see the end of one of the greatest bands to ever walk the United States, as far as I'm concerned, and go see Kicks. Do it. And it's bound to be loud in there, won't it? It will be very loud because they're loud anyway, and then Skippy's going to make it even louder. Hell so yeah. It'll be loud, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so this coming weekend is a big deal um, in Middletown for the Of Ale and History Brewfest, and that's at Belgrove Plantation. Yep. Um, we know a couple of the artists playing. Mr. Robbie Lyman, his band will be there, and uh, Misha Heron will also be there. So make sure you get out to that. Uh, tickets are available either ahead of time or at the gate. I think it's $30 ahead of time, 35 at the gate. Uh, so make sure you get there. Sounds like fun. Uh, you have something written down for the 23rd of June. I do. Yeah, I just want to keep everybody posted about that. Uh, Mr. Zuckerman, Phil Zuckerman is going to be on the show soon. He is in charge of the 100-year anniversary of Hanley High School. And on the 23rd is the first round of the concert series for this year. And it features the band The Fly which I've been telling you guys is, is a local um, legend around here. And they also have the special guests, the stories we tell. So please go out and support this great celebration of a wonderful high school right here in the heart of our city, Hanley High School. There you go. Uh, and then one last thing for me, uh, like we've been announcing for months now, Katie's Comfort House. Now, it's getting close. So if you've been dragging your feet on getting these tickets, you better do it now. There are not many general admission left. If any at all, I'm not sure. This is the 49 Winchester show on May 19th. That's at Backseat Bar and Grill Event Center. Um, so make sure you get there. Uh, as all of their shows, I don't know if you guys realize this, they actually auction off a guitar at yes. the end of every big show, like they did with the Confederate Railroad this time. I think they made four grand on a signed guitar from the band. Right. And that goes straight to Katie's Comfort House. Yep. So um, amazing thing that they're doing. Uh, thank you, Jerry Sales, for, for that. Um, yes. and, and leading that up he's on stage every time 
and I think he donates the guitar. Um, but he's ultimately responsible for that donation. So thank you so much for that. But yeah, make sure that you guys get the, the tickets for Katie's Comfort House. You can get them on Backseat's website or on eventbrite.com. And if you got if you can't make the show and you got $15, $20, that you can part with, get online and donate it to Katie's Comfort House. It is a very important project that we're working on here, folks. So make sure you help them out. That's right. And that wraps up the menu, thank Brian. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, let's get started with episode 45, shall we? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Right. Once again, we got Randy Corbin with us. He's already been telling cool stories. I'm I'm just in awe of everything that he's seen. He's he's a younger man than me, but he's been around the block a few more times as far as knowing the music scene is, is concerned. And so, Randy, again, thank you for being here. And how are things in your world right now? Oh, right now, everything's great. We're, we're busy. We got uh, a couple new songs just dropped and got more coming out here. And Right. Just had a big, big show with Confederate Railroad down at um, Backseat last week. Right. I wanted to talk to you about that. How did that go? Did that, that come off well? Oh, it was excellent. I mean, you know, Skippy, you can't go wrong with him doing sound. <laughs> right. If nothing else, it's going to be good and loud. Yes, it is. Yep. But no, nah, the guy's a master and, you know, the band played great, you know, played some new songs that came out that, um, Excuse that's me. okay yeah i get those too excuse me been breathing drywall dust all day <laughs> but um yeah i mean the the crowd really liked the the new tunes and we got a new lineup uh from the last time when chad was on here with you right right tell us a little bit about that who you got now so we've got um joe knots we added him on guitar okay and then uh we got michael shoemaker out of frederick on bass and old Joe is about as fine as guitar players as they can come. He's more of a bluegrass traditional country player. Right. When uh when I got the gig with Chad, I, I looked him dead in the face and said, You know I'm not a country player, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh I don't care, I don't care. And then uh, you know, a couple of gigs and it's like I need somebody that might might be able to play a little bit of country. <laughs> so But it worked out. I mean you know, I come from more of a, a rock, heavy music background, and, you know, Joe and I play very differently from one another, and it, it just works. Very good. Very good. So, how long have you been playing with Blue Ridge Rain? Because, you know, like you said, you didn't start in the country. Is that, it was, was Blue Ridge, well, okay, let me back up just a little bit more. Is it Blue Ridge Rain, or is it Chad Laughlin music? What, 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 what do you guys actually call yourself? Chad Laughlin and Blue Ridge Rain. There's a slash okay. in it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, see, see what it what what we were doing before, like his original music, he was putting out under Chad Laughlin. Gotcha. And then when you go play places, it will be Blue Ridge Rain. He was trying to keep the two separate, but they're one and the same. Gotcha. So he he didn't want to drop the Blue Ridge Rain part of it because I mean that name's well established. Oh, absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we went with that. That was kind of like, why don't you just put your name out front and gotcha? You know go that route with it now is this your first dabble in country or have you have you been around country a little bit more in your past i've done i've done some country songs and and cover bands in the past it never like merle haggard or anything like that more modern country you know al dean you know luke combs that kind of stuff right some of the country Um, rock type feel right yeah well the modern country stuff anymore is not even really country music at all it's if you were to put it put it out in like 1987, it'd be almost hair metal. A lot of the riffs and stuff anymore. 
This right. is coming from a guy in a country band, just so you guys know. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like the way he talks. <laughs> well, it always reminds me, Randy, of, of what it would, you know, what I grew up with is Southern rock, which had a flavor of both. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, so oh, yeah. that's kind of what I equate it to. Skinner, sure. Nalman Brothers, yeah, exactly. Black, Blackfoot, Little yeah. Feet, yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah. Black Oak, Arkansas. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, man. With Tommy Aldridge years ago, for sure. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Old Big Jim Dandy. Yeah. That, yeah, was, exactly. a wild, that was a wild dude. Yeah, man. You ain't kidding. That's for sure. Your bio says that you started playing at eight, and that's accurate. No, I Somewhere around there, seven, eight, something like that. I say your bio. I, I, I found it on ChadLaughlinMusic.com. <laughs> Shout out to Chad, by the way. Um, yes, Chad, don't call me Chris Laughlin. <laughs> Is that right? For some reason, everybody mixes up him and his brother's name. So. Oh, wow. I didn't just call him Chris, did I? No, you didn't. Oh, thank no, God. You got it. Yeah, you, you got scared it. me for a little. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want either one of them coming after me. <laughs> so you started at eight. Um, and did you start? How did you start? I mean, was it um, straight into the metal and the punk or was it... it you know, what kind of what flavor of music did you start on? I actually started playing a banjo. I wanted a guitar, and my dad was real big into bluegrass. He said, "Well, you can't have a guitar; you can have a banjo." I said, "Okay, fine." But you know, growing up, my, my uncle had all the old Kiss records, and you know, oh, opening yeah. up the old double you know live album and seeing you know Gene Simmons with the fire and the blood, and it's like that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. You know, to my little six seven year old mind, like this is awesome. So I started on banjo and ended up learning Metallica songs on the banjo. And after a while, da dad, <laughs> dad gave in and finally got me a guitar. And that's kind of it right there. I mean, I still play banjo. Though. I, I was going to ask I, you I, that, I can, do you? I actually can pick one, yes. That is really cool because that's one of the hardest instruments actually to sort of master or it's, even play. Yeah, it's it's an incredibly simple instrument as far as like the chords and the actual like mechanics behind it. Right. But to be able to pick one, I mean, that takes a master to to really right. Yeah. To to get busy on one of those. Yeah. For to, sure. To a simpleton like me, it looks, it looks incredible, and when especially when you see somebody that really handles one well. Oh yeah. When you uh, when you got started, then you your your childhood sounds a lot like mine. I was influenced by you know at an early age by albums like Kiss and things like that. So. Um, your first guitar then did it did it end up being acoustic or did did you go right to an electric guitar? No, I, I went right to an electric. Did you really? Yeah. yeah, very cool. Do you remember what the first one was? I think it was a Washburn, I believe. Nice. Wasn't oh. a Warlock or anything like that. Was it? No, 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 no. <laughs> no it was old Washburn, black Washburn. I got, uh, you. got me that and a little amp and a Boss distortion pedal, and that was it. Wow. And you had that distortion on full blast every time you started, right? Well, I mean, there's no other way to run. <laughs> Just I slam tight. Guy, man. <laughs> I love this guy. That's awesome. So you were working on that for your for your start. Um, you know, you move ahead a few years. When do you remember the first time that you were able to play with other other guys, like a group or a band or a bunch of guitarists that got together? You remember anything about that? Well, I mean, I played in the band in school and all that, and jazz band, and did you? Yeah. And I did like pit orchestras and this and that because I also play bass. I play drums. Wow! Look at you. So mostly throughout school, I, I played bass in the concert band, a big upright bass, and then jazz band, electric bass. Right. And then when I got into high school jazz band, I ended up switching over to guitar. Gotcha. So that, that was that helped me a lot because I actually had to learn how to play more than just power chords. You sure, know? sure. You know, you and I talked a little bit about this before we started the show, but you grew up in Baltimore. 
So your high school years, you, you certainly being influenced by your surroundings there. What sort of music scene was going on in Baltimore when you were, you know, coming out of high school? Well, and and coming out of high school, I actually grew up in Southern Maryland. So oh, okay, gotcha. so the, Charles the, County. That's the, right. The DC scene was more home to me. Okay, so I mean, you would have. I mean, you had the whole punk scene with like Minor Threat and then later Fugazi, Bad Brains, all those guys. Right. So you had that like whole 930 club scene. And then you had um, Jack's out in Springfield, which yep. was always a mainstay that you had all the all the heavy bands, all the death metal bands and, you know, stuff from like Guar, all those. They were mainstays because they're from Richmond. Right. Um, Lamb of God way back when, cause they were also from Richmond. Gotcha. So that, that really Jack's was, was a very influential place. Cause I mean, you could go see anybody there and it was always cool because it's such a small place, you know, you could walk right up to whoever was playing, you know, a lot of times they, they didn't really have much of a green room. So a lot of times they just come out to the bar and you're like, Oh, Hey, what's up? <laughs> That's actually really cool. So, I mean, having these all these cool bars it sounds like that was just the area to be in yeah. for these these rock was it mainly rock or was it all sorts of different kinds of music at these bars for the dc area for me was was mostly rock because you had like i said nine thirty. you had nations and then you had jacks and then you also had like the black cat and a few smaller places yeah and then you would get like hip hop and stuff from time to time. And, and DC go, go was go, go music's sure. huge, you know, yeah. Chuck Brown junkyard band. And, and I mean, all those guys, I mean that, that permeated everything, you know, so that, and, and it had an effect on the way I play. Cause it's groove, you know, it brought right. a groove into the way I play. Um, well, I moved up to Baltimore when I was older and this, the scene up there was a little more, I don't want to say quite as heavy, but it was more like the kicks type bands and the the more straight up rock and roll rock. Yeah. Um, you had guys like Jason Heiser and John Allen and then, um, with charm city devils and they became, I think stone horses. Um, you know, various other guys up there. Great. Oh yeah. Yeah. So with, with bars like these though, um, and this is out of ignorance because I don't know, anymore you go to a place and you can catch country music you could catch rock and i mean just take west oaks for example you could catch bluegrass uh what else have they had up there they've had jazz uh combos is it something where bars um in that area were strict to their type of music and like you know you didn't come off of it or was it kind of hit and miss on what types yeah, of music? Yeah, were to there? an extent, because you had like certain bars for certain music, certain venues for certain music. So right. if you wanted to go see jazz, you know, you'd go to like the Lyric or the Hippodrome or, you know, the Peabody Conservatory would have stuff down there. You know, rock, you would go to the Black Hole, Hammerjacks, or which sure. later became Bourbon Street. Um, you, you know, it was various places up there. Sure. So it, it was kind of, they didn't really intermix too much. Gotcha. And even like with the cover bands and stuff, it was generally this place would have, you know, Riverwatch and Essex tended to have like top 40 light rock bands. Um, the barn out in Parkville, who had the best cream crab soup there was, <laughs> by the way. They're called something else now, but I mean, that was more straight, straight rock right. type bands. 
but then you would have places down on uh, down at Fells Point, down on Rivers or Dame Street, like uh, Cat's Eye, which would be like jazz quartets and stuff like that. Right. Carl, Carl Filippiak and um, his jazz band, they called it the Jimmy Jazz Band. So he'd actually do jazz renditions of uh, Hendrix covers. Right, right. That, 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 that is a guitar playing fool. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. He actually um, got, uh, I guess, like permission or rights or whatever from the Hendrix estate to like record him and do oh, the whole wow. nine yards. Like the guy is a monster. Wow. That is really player. cool. So your early influences and when you were you know, for, formulating who you were as a guitar player, you know, obviously we got the grunge, not the grunge, sorry, the punk uh, feel, that sort of aggressive playing style. That was sort of your early ones, right? Is that where you sort of started to come in your own or did because you're open to all all sort of influences i can tell when you're talking but would you qualify yourself as first those heavy hitters from the punk scene was that was what the formulated first the, the punk thing came a little bit later it, oh really it, okay the, the original stuff would have been like ozzy okay metallica you know slayer megadeth like that genre of music and then right. you know i grew up in the 80s so you had you know, like White Snake and all the hair bands. And sure. I mean, I mean, every one of those bands had a monster guitar player. I mean, John Sykes is yes. insane. Yes. Like people don't realize how good that Blue, guy really Blue was. Blue Murder and, oh, man. yeah, you know, you know, uh, yes. Warren D. Martini from Rat. And I mean, just, I mean, just draw, jaw right. dropping good. Cool story. I spent my 50th birthday with Tommy Osteen from Blue Murder. So it oh, was a nice. lot of fun. Yeah. Nice. But another Baltimore cat for a long time. So Blue anyway. Murder, wasn't that, uh, wasn't that, wasn't that one of the was it Carmine a piece or yes, whatever the drummer for a while yeah. and then, and then okay. Tommy actually took over after after gotcha. he was in the band yeah gotcha. it was really cool but uh, but yeah you're right I mean everybody had a heavy hitter for sure and uh, so as you uh, so your influences are many then in other words you don't you, when you play you're drawing on a lot of different styles you you've learned to, to like over the years and right I have because I I've played in in many many bands uh, many different genres right I, I was one of those guys that. I just wanted to play. So if you told me, okay, well, I had to play jazz. Okay, well, I'll play jazz. You right. know, oh, I want to play bluegrass. Okay, well, I'm, I'm I'm cool with bluegrass, you know, country, whatever. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just kind of kind of like a melting pot. But that, that early impression that, you know, bands like Metallica and Megadeth and Slayer and all them had on me, it comes through in my playing. I mean, even now, like, people look at my equipment and they're like, how do you play country with, you know, a Les Paul and, you know, a Van Halen signature amp and don't ask questions. And it's like, it's like completely, don't ask questions. Yeah, it's completely, you know, usually a country player is like, okay, a Fender telly and a Fender amp. You yeah, know? And they're yeah. like, you got this like heavy metal amp and like, how are you? I'm like, you got a big pedal board too. No, I actually went to one of the fractals. Okay. Nice. I, I got tired of hauling all that stuff around. Absolutely. Well, I mean, technology we, we've talked about technology so many times on the show and, you know, guitar pedals is just a, a fraction of all of that. But man, it's, it's cut down on gear weight, hadn't it? Well, not just gear weight, but some of the places that we play, you know, they go, here's the stage and it's like, you know, a pallet. So you don't really have room yeah. for, you know, big 412 guitar cabs and, and all this stuff. So, right. you know, I, I was looking for something to where, if I didn't have a room, I didn't have to bring all that in. So I could, you know, take a fractal run direct or, you know, this, that, or whatever. So yeah, cutting down on setup time and hauling stuff, but also at the same time, like having some versatility to, 
you know, if, if it's a tiny little stage or some of the places like some of the animal rooms, you know, like a moose club or something where you can't go in there and just turn everything to 10. Right. You know, your stage volume can be an issue. Yeah. So, so it gives me some flexibility. The good old animal circuit. We've heard that one before too. Yeah, man. But, uh, you know, I, I, did you find that when you got that, uh, your new pedal, your fractal, was it a learning curve for you or was it pretty intuitive? Because personally, I feel like a lot of this technology that's come out with sound and with, with, um, with music is actually fairly intuitive for people who understand what they're doing. It it was pretty intuitive. I mean, you got the, the YouTube library. So any more, anything you ever need to learn how to do, just go on YouTube. Right. You know, you need to replumb your house, go on YouTube, you know, you can do it. Um, but I, I was a sales manager at Guitar Center for, for years, so you know I had to go through constant product training and this, that, and everything else as part of that. So most gear, it's I, I can figure it out pretty quick. And I mean, I also have a background in doing live sound and everything else. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty straightforward. Yeah. I mean, it, it's nothing like it used to be. I mean, it used to be. You know, you go set up a PA system, you giant racks of gear. Yes. You've got to figure out how to wire this. Tons and of knobs. Wire. Oh, man. Yep. Big snakes and everything. You know, yep. one wire gets crossed and it's like the end of the world. You oh, know? yeah. Yep. Well, and we've talked so, so many times on this show about how sound can make or break a show. Um, oh, 100%. It doesn't, doesn't matter what genre of music you're playing. I mean, even if you're playing on a single condenser microphone in a bluegrass um, quintet, you know, it, it could it could kill the show if your sound isn't, Pro- isn't. Produ- production's everything. Yeah. I mean, you can be the best players in the world, have the best gear in the world, and if your sound guy makes it so it hurts people's ears, they're not gonna like you. Right. Yeah. Don't matter how good you are, right. how good you are. I want to take a half step back, um, just so people might get an idea. And I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that you, Blue Ridge Rain, is not the only band you've played in. <laughs> No, no, no. I've I've played in numerous bands over the years. How many bands, what genres of music would you say? I mean, you don't have to go through and name them all, but just give us an idea. Oh, man, I I couldn't even tell you. I've played in various, you know, cover bands, top 40, like Starly type bands, you know, doing everything from Journey to, you know, Buckcherry kind of stuff. Right. Um I've played, you know, country. I've done some bluegrass. I, I, I do a lot of fill-in stuff for people. You know, it's one of those, oh, man, our guitar player's sick. We need somebody Friday. Can you learn 60 songs in three days? Yeah, sure, I got you. Wow. Yeah, that just comes from you wanting to play, right? It does. And, I mean, you, you've done this for so long. I mean, one, you have a repertoire of songs. So a lot of times, a lot of bands, especially cover bands, tend to have similar set lists to an extent. Right. So, you know, they give you 60 songs and 30 of them you probably already know kind of thing. Right. Um, probably one of the funnest bands I played in was, um, well, they used to be called Dirt when I played with them. But they're now called Doc Martin and the Flannels. Right. You're saying you, you saw them a couple of weeks ago. They were this weekend in Ocean this City. As a matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was probably one of the funnest bands I ever played in as far as, you know, partying. And th- those guys are all, you know, well-toured, well-seasoned musicians. Right. Uh, Billy had a band called a Freudian slip, which were on the verge of really, really doing something. Gotcha. And then I guess, I don't know, maybe life happened. I don't know. Right. And then, uh, Keith, the bass player, he was in a pretty famous band called bleed the dream, like the early two thousands. They okay. were like big time on a warp tour. 
and then the guy that played guitar, the other guitar player with me, Ralph, was in a band called Agents of the Sun. They toured with 311. Wow. So okay. that that was a fun band to be in because you weren't playing with just local guys. You were right. playing with guys pros. that... They were pros. They, exactly. Yeah. We, we played every show like we were playing a 10,000-seat arena. Right. You know, it could be, you know, a 100-person dive bar. It didn't matter. Yeah. You know. Went out serious with it. Yeah, I was going to piggyback on that a little bit because I was going to find out through your bio, you shared the stages with a lot of pretty cool people too. What are some of the more highlighted people that you play with over the years or, or, you know, maybe open for played on the same, same stage, whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, Sponge was one of them. Oh, cool. The old nineties band that, yeah. um, well, they had that song plowed and then they had that other one. Was it 16 candles down the drain? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, we played with them, um, played with Confederate railroad a couple of times. Uh, Craig Campbell played with him down in Georgia. Sweet. Oh. Lots then. Oh, yeah. I mean, we shared the stage, like I said, with the guys from um, foreign, well, used to, Child's Play was back in the oh, Hammer Jack yeah, days, yeah. John Allen and Brian Jack and all yeah. them. Rest his soul, but yeah. yes. Yeah. So, um, played a few shows with Kevin Talley, who's a, a big um, death metal producer. He's got, plays in a band called Doth and various other death metal projects. Gotcha. So for like the stuff I like, you know, the guy's a big deal. He was, he was a Pasadena Glen Burnie guy. Wow. Um, Derek St. Holmes from Ted Nugent's there band. You go. Know that one very well. Sure. Yeah. Old Derek. Very so. cool. Man, exciting times. What is, uh, tell us a little bit about your equipment. What do you got going on with, uh, you know, what's your baby? What, what's your favorite right now? Your guitar wise. No, I'm old gold top Les Paul. I mean, that's, that's kind of how everybody knows me. I got a, um, 57 custom shop nice. uh, gold top and then amp wise i got a variety of different amps but chad likes that evh van halen amp the best so that's what i play right. with him right but i mean i've got my basement's just a wall of amps very you cool know, I'll, I'll see something be like oh, i want that you know <laughs> you're a gear guy aren't you to an yeah to an extent um but at the same time, like I, I try not to buy, you know, duplicate stuff. Like I've got, you, you gotta know, have something different. Yeah, I, I, right. I've got a, a Bogner Shiva, which covers all your like Marshall tones. You know, your your seventies, eighties kind of Marshally stuff. I've got an old VHT Pitbull that hasn't been made for years, but that's like your George Lynch docking that that era sound. And right. You just you can't get that sound out of anything else except that. Right. Um, I got a diesel, I think, and that's kind of like its own, you think like Metallica, the black album, that guitar sound, right? That's that. And then that Van Halen amp kind of does everything. That's cool. So, oh yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of intricacies in amps that I've, I personally have not gotten into as an acoustic player, but, um, it's always amazing. And, you know, when I asked you if you're a gear guy and you kind of went, eh, you're a gear guy. Sorry. <laughs> I, I am. Yeah, I, I, I am a gear guy. I mean, it's, there's tones that you want. And yeah. like I said, for, from, you know, working at guitar center for all these years and I've had the ability to, you know, and the fortunate good luck to be able to play thousands of pieces of gear over the years. Right. You yeah. Know, I didn't have to go pick one thing off a, a shelf in a music store. So I learned how to get the sounds I want, what's going to give me the sound that I want. You know, a big thing for me is, is it going to hold up? If I gig this 
is it going to work when I turn it on every time? You know, if I bump it, is it not going to work? You know, stuff like that. Is it going to stay in tune? Right. You know, things like that. You're the dude that we hope we get when we come to Guitar Center that's actually done this stuff and can can give some input to it. So there's a lot to be said about that. Yeah, good luck with that now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you guys want to see that gold top, it's actually the picture we posted today on the uh, Musicians Cafe podcast web or uh, Facebook page. So go check that out. But um, so you play in a country band now. I do. Regardless of all this rock talk that we've done, um, we're we're gonna we're gonna shift to country. Um, there are tons of string players in country music and bluegrass that are just phenomenal right now. Ricky Skaggs, Billy Strings, Brad, oh man, Brad Ricky Skaggs is. I mean, yeah. wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I actually seen him a few years back down at the Birchmere down in Alexandria. And, yeah. and that's, that's another place. You know, it's a tiny little place. You can meet everybody. And I mean, to sit, you know, 20 feet from the guy and watch him just, you know, not crazy. only tear up a guitar, but a mandolin. mandolin. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like, whoa. You yeah. know, yeah. Jerry Douglas was another one. Um, you know, I said Ralph Stanley, Earl Scruggs. I mean, all, all yeah. those old bluegrass guys. And I mean, just to sit to somebody that's that good and oh, yeah. watch them play. It's just, it's mind blowing. You that know? is cool. And you can't help but get some inspiration from them. I mean, oh, I, I, absolutely. I mean, you, you know, you, you pick, you pick things up. I mean, every person you watch, at least for me, I learn something from, even if it's not music that I would normally listen to or like, right. I can learn something from it. You know, a new lick, a new idea, something. Right. You know? Right. How did the, How'd the connection go with you and Chad? I mean, were you idle at the time he was looking or, or how did that work out? No, I, I was playing in another band out of, out of the area and it was kind of time to, to move on and kind of, kind of run its course at that point. Gotcha. And I was playing bass in that band. And then it's like, you know, I really want to go back to playing guitar anyway, because that's my primary instrument and that's what I really like to do. Right. And Chad had posted that he was looking for a uh, guitar player, Larry Burroughs, um, who played with him for many years. I guess it had some some health issues or something and kind of had to step aside. Right. So I just messaged him on Facebook. I'm like, hey, I heard you need a guitar player. And it, we kind of went from there. And um, I, I, I was a little unsure. I said, well, you know, let's let's see. You know, once he sent me like a set list of stuff, I'm like, I don't know. And then we, we talked quite a while and Chad had a vision for, for what he wanted to do with his music. And once we talked a while, it, it ended up being that our visions were a lot closer than I thought that they were going to be. You know, he, he very much likes the the newer style country, the the Aldean, the Luke Combs, the more rock based type country music, right. a little more of an edge to it. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's, I was able to give him that. Well, that's good. I mean, by the way, uh, if you guys haven't checked out Chad's new music or Blue Ridge Rain's new music, Chad Laughlin music, check it out because it is, it is fantastic. And y'all release songs pretty regularly, right? We do. He just released, um, one called four, uh, last week as a matter of fact, for his daughter, right? He wrote that for, for his daughter for graduation and, uh, she put it out on TikTok, and within like a couple hours, there was like two, three hundred thousand hits on it. And that wow. wow, gosh! But it's a song. I went and listened to it, and then my wife listened to it. My wife's been around this 
ever since we've been together. 17 years. Christine is her name. Yeah, I was saying, give her a shout out. Yeah. You know, biggest, biggest supporter, always, you know, there for me, puts up with this mess. And, you know, when something's not good, she's the only person that's not scared <laughs> to say, hey, dude, what are you doing? You know, good for her. But when she heard it and her jaw hit the floor, like I, you know, Chad writes good songs, but when her jaw hit the floor, I, was, I knew that, that this was good. And, right. You know, I didn't have any hand in, in this one because because the way we write, sometimes Chad will write things on his own. And then he has some guys in Georgia and he has some guys in Nashville and he might send an idea to them. Typically, he'll do that with the stuff that's more traditional, straight country. Right. Because, I mean, that's what those guys do for a living. So let them do that. But then there's other tunes that that we'll write together and and whatnot. But anyways, yeah, that, that song for it's on Spotify. It's on all the streaming platforms, Apple Music, all that. If you got if you got kids and and you listen to that and it don't choke you up, then was that right? Oh man, that's cool. Should yeah, we try to listen to it before the end of the I podcast? Think, I think we should. I th- yeah, I, I think right. we should. Yeah. At least part of give it. Me, I'll give, give you. I'll, I'll give you a check a second to work on that. You know, when you're doing music like that, uh, Randy. You know, nowadays, I mean, we've talked about this a bunch on the show. Recording music anymore has become you know something you can do right from your own home. In most cases, is that how do you guys? How's that working for you? Do you guys have a studio at Chad's place where you, you got people coming in to help you do it? How's that work? So what we typically do, he has a, a small studio at his place, and then I've got a little setup at mine. So a lot of times I'll record guitar tracks at mine, and right. then I'll send them over to him and be like, here, check this out. And then he'll come up with some words or this or that, and then uh, one of us will program drums in because you don't even need a drummer anymore. That's exactly right. Yeah. You can just do it you know, right off a keyboard. And, um, you know, it'll just kind of come together. It kind of seems like whenever I send him an idea within a couple of days, we have a song. Wow. It's I've written music with other people in the past. And and to Chad's credit, everything just kind of comes together real, real easy. Right. You know, it's like, you know, I know what he what he's looking for. And, you know, I'll send it to him and then. When he comes back with words and a melody to it, it's like, okay, this is pretty close to what I was hearing in my head. And then uh, Joe, the other guitar player, he's got a real good ear. He, he's more classically trained. He's got a real good ear for hearing those little parts that go over top of things yeah, to yeah. to really put that you know secret mm-hmm. sauce on it, so to speak. And right. you know, then we'll have, let him take a take a listen to it and see what he can come up with. And bam, uh, we just did one called "Hit That County Line." That'll be it. All we have right now is the we've been playing it live, but we have the the rough demo of it. Right. We'll probably record that and go in the studio, record that in the fall because we're pretty busy until the fall anyway. Right. And then there's another one that we're going to release. I would think in the next couple weeks. Uh, it's called Whiskey Memory. Right. And that's a that one's been getting a real real good reaction out of people. Um. I got a couple more that I just sent over to him and right. we're going to try and put together here. It's really cool that you mentioned, you know, I think Joe, you said kind of comes in with those uh, intricate parts. Sometimes that fill in parts and spaces and that kind of thing in the song. It's funny. And I know a lot of people do this. I'm not, you know, anybody different than most people. But when I hear music, especially in the past, you know, 25 years of my adult life, I dissect songs when I listen to them. I try to hear what 
each part is doing. I don't know. It's just a habit of mine. That's it comes from being a player too. Yeah, because, I think so. Yeah, because for doing this so many years, you know, before before there was the internet, you had to sit and listen to a record over yeah. and over and over to learn it by ear. Yeah, and yeah. exactly, there there's certain things that you pick out, and I mean, there's still things like in some like in some of the earlier songs that he did where he had some of his Nashville guys do it, right. I'll put them on a different, you know, I'll play them in my car and I'll hear a couple of parts and then I'll put them on headphones and I'll put them on something else. And I'm still hearing parts that I didn't know were right. there to it. Right. Because they're, bar- they're buried back in there. But if they're not there, you miss it. You and, know what I mean? And sometimes they're so interesting once you hear them. It's like, oh my gosh, that's really. Yeah. A little, a, a, cool little, a little thing steel guitar part or a, right. li- a little just something, you know, right. it's like, yeah. oh man. Yeah. Well, I had this song queued up. Yeah. Um, now, do you play it on play it on this song in the we, recording? We did not. I okay. I believe he had his Georgia guys do this one. Gotcha. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I, but I'm pretty sure it was um, his guys down in Covington, Georgia. He had to do this one. But you could have done it better, is what you're saying. I believe you could. <laughs> <laughs> I probably could have done it cheaper <laughs> and better. <laughs> Let's give it a listen, man. Let's hear this this That's song right. for. To picture you in my mind Standing up against that fence line Your blonde hair is falling out of that ball cap At the age of five You found your first love Was made of dirt and grass You played a game that you loved Gave it all that you had Your number four on that ball field I got it, man. That's fantastic. I love that, Randy. Really like cool. Said, if that don't get you knotted up, man, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, man. You know, my daughter, well, Chris, your wife, <laughs> played uh, played uh, softball like that. And, and, you know, I remember those same memories that, that Chad's talking about there, too. We got more from him, too. Is there? You guys got a song that uh, that you're playing on, right, Randy? Yeah, the, the, this one I actually helped write. Okay. Uh, I came up with the, the music for it and... Chad had some words laying around that he'd been trying to put the music, and this is one of those just came together in like a day or two. Cool. All right. This one's called Hit That County Line. All right. Get it a rip. Stack clock and get in that big truck and drive. 
so cool i love the guitar tone in that randy that's awesome it's that van halen amp yeah man <laughs> that's awesome love it how old is that song that song's brand new i wrote that a couple of maybe two months ago three months ago right um that, that's been one that's getting a good reaction out of people live it's got that kind of upbeat yeah you know, yeah people could raise their beer to it and sing right along yeah, yeah. raise the beer you know you're done worked all week and you're speeding home to get home to your, yeah. to your woman, you know, yeah. you know, if, if Chad's listening this long, Hey Chad, but <laughs> also I really like Chad's voice. Uh, I think that it's a very complimentary, um, not only country music, but, um, kind of that, the Jason Aldean, like you were saying, Luke Holmes, country rock type of feel, right? Chad's one of the best singers that I've worked with over the years. Um, one, his range is pretty impressive, and he's real versatile. I mean, he can sing just about anything. Right. Or at least give it the old Boy Scout try anyway. <laughs> Heck yeah. And he's one of the most consistent singers I've ever seen. I mean, from a, like a sound guy perspective. Gotcha. He needs very little compression, very little processing. I mean, he's just, you know, his natural voice, is it's like almost just finished. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. Off, right off the bat. So. Well, very cool, man. It looks like you guys got great things ahead of you. Lots of fun this summer touring and playing those songs that we just heard for sure. That's no doubt. Yeah, we, we've got a pretty busy summer ahead of us. We've got uh, a couple more big shows coming up. Good. Uh, June 9th down backseat. Okay. Uh, playing with the Davison Brothers. Okay. Saw uh, that. Yep. So that should be a good one. And then we've got various outdoor events, festivals, this, that, and whatever. I, I do got to take a second and and shout out to Jerry Sales too. Yeah, because you know with the with the growing music scene in the area, there's probably no one around here that's has done more or is doing more to make it grow than Jerry. I mean, investing all that money into that event center. Yep, and then on top of it, you know, bringing in big bands and keeping the opening slots local for the most part. You know, doing it the right way. Yeah, you know, bands like like us, you know, Southern Governor out of Gainesboro. Yep. yep. Um, they just played down there with Blackstone Cherry. You know, that's the Kicks show that we were talking about. That's going to be uh, Yeah, it's Elizabeth's Furnace. Elizabeth's isn't Furnace, it? yeah. I mean, that's I mean, what an honor that is to yeah. I mean, it, Elizabeth's Furnace to, open for that show. Yeah. I mean, yeah. to to open for Kicks in and of itself is is an honor, but to to be part of that last, last one. that last hurrah, you know, it's like and Billy and them will kill it. They'll be oh, great. Yeah. Dude, Billy Red is insane. It is. He is. He's, he, he's like a man possessed when he gets behind a microphone. And so good. It, you know, he just oh, rules he the room when he when he's up there. He oh, really he's, he's got presence, and I mean, he's got, he's got a voice on him. Oh I mean, my! You, you get him start belting out Zeppelin and Aerosmith, it's like whoa. Yeah, yeah, you it's know, pretty impressive. He's got some pipes on him for sure. So let's take a poll. Is it the hair? or Is it the ripped jeans? Uh, it's got to be his signature hair. It, it, it's, it's the a, hair, right? It's a combination of both, you man. Because you, be, yeah. you, you kind of can't have one without the other. You know, if you're going to have hair like that, then you can't wear some brand new looking jeans. <laughs> but, Dude, if so but if you're going to wear jeans like that, you can't have like a nice, like, you know, 
clean cut hairstyle either. You know, the, the best part about Kinda Billy though, together. the best part about him though is he's just a hell of a nice guy. Yeah, he is. He yeah, is. Man. I, I met him. It was a couple years ago when I met him, and it was it was at one of the shows at Backseat. I want to say it was, I think it was Cold Gin, the the Kiss tribute yeah, band yeah. out of Baltimore. I want to say it was it was there that I met him. I could be wrong, but oh my. You know, yeah. I don't. I don't remember what happened last week, let alone you know two, three years ago. But you know, yeah, something he, like that. He and I text you know fairly often, and uh, hung out with him here not too long ago when he played out uh, out at the Blue Fox. So we had a great time. Billy's a great guy for sure. I always ask a lot of my guests this question, uh, Randy. I'm going to ask you. You got a crazy story from the road over the years? Something where it just went was so wild that you just that makes you smile every time you think about it. If you can keep it rated P- R yeah, or PG thirteen, yeah, <laughs> R is fine. R. We can do R. Yeah, R oh, is fine. Man. Yeah, I, there, there's tons of them. Um, most of which I probably won't share to, <laughs> to everyone else. Um, we, we've had one band that almost froze to death on top of a mountain. We've had another one get all the way to his gig and forget his guitar all the way back in Winchester, six miles. Had a lot of that kind of stuff. I, I think one of the best ones, and this was back when I was playing with with Dirt, who's now, now known as Doc Martin in the Flannels. We played at a place out in Fairmont. Now, this is now keep in mind we all lived in Baltimore. Right, that's a long way. So you know this is West by God, Virginia. Yeah, and I've always had a little bit of a country boy streak in me, you know, hunting, fishing, the whole nine yards. So we played at a place out in Fairmont called Winston's something or another, but really what it was, was like Winston's bar grill, truck stop, auto shop, <laughs> strip, Hell yeah. strip, strip club, tax service, <laughs> you know, financial institution, payday loans, whatever, a- anything you needed. Winston's had it boy. Right. So the, the promoter at the time, they put us up in a, a red roof in, around the corner from it. And uh, so we go in there to check in, and it's me and uh, Keith Thompson, the, the bass player at the time. So we go in, and it's, you know, nice old West Virginia lady sitting there, and she's got the, uh, you know, coonhound sitting there. Right, so yeah. I told her, I said, oh, so those are good-looking dogs. And she said, well, you know, you know, my husband passed away a few years ago, and, you know, you can take him out and run him if you want. And I said, well, okay. I said, no, I don't. I don't have any guns with me. She goes, All right, I got a shotgun right here. You can take with you. And, and, and by, and by, and by this point, I mean, you know, Keith was a total, total city boy. He's right. He, he's ready to freak, you know, but, Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little more to the story, but it's, it's probably not all that suitable for, for, for the rest, for the rest of the view. The oh, listeners, but you know, so, but did it happen? Did you go hunting? No, 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 no. You freaked out too bad. <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of the place again? Winston's. I wonder if it's still there. It probably is. I mean, oh, the, wow. the place was packed, right? But I, I, I'd never seen anything like that. I mean, you literally could get anything, man. You know, and, yeah. MVA <laughs> services, tag and title. I mean, whatever you need, man. They, they got you. It's oh wild. my gosh, that is cool. So you do have the stuff coming up this summer. You mentioned some of the dates and everything. So I'm sure you're excited. You got lots more on the horizon and. Uh, Man, we wish you the best. I know you got to be feeling good about everything right now. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I am feeling good. I mean, we're 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 riding that high wave, and everything's coming together. And right, you know, I, I would look for for big things out of out of Chad and out of us. You know, over over the next year, year and a half. Yeah, there, there's going to be a lot of things coming down the pike for sure. Well, that's good. We know you guys are hard workers. Uh, you both have uh, what we would call quote unquote normal jobs. 
Uh, so keep on keeping on with the music stuff, man, because you guys are great. Uh, the area of Winchester loves Blue Ridge Rain, always has, loves the new group, uh, all the new music coming out. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, go to chadlaughlinmusic.com and um, check out all their different tabs. You can see their music. You can uh, see what shows are coming up, different videos, stuff like that. Um, and hell, even go uh, friend Randy on, on Facebook. He wants to be your friend, he said. So uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he'll send you a personal <laughs> message for every friend request he gets. <laughs> but hey, we're wrapping up episode 45. Randy, thank you so much for being hey, on, sir. Th- thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, man. Try to remember us when you guys, you know, take that next step. Don't forget the old Musicians Cafe podcast. No, nah, <laughs> nah, you, you, you got to remember the people that took care of you on the way up. Because well, at some point, you, you're going to come back down, too. Well, you know what I mean? That's just the nature of it, you know? Well, we definitely so you got to remember the people on the way up. Yes, that's right. And I'm glad you think that way, man. Well, again, thank you so much. Tell everybody in the band, uh, you know, we appreciate them and looking forward to a great year with you guys and uh, keep us posted. We'll have you back down sometime, you know, after we get this year out of the way and look forward to it. Yeah, Yeah. man. Sounds good. Chris, you're my. If people would have seen you during the show, they'd have been, they would have marveled. I was doing somersaults. You You were. (laughs) This is so good. It's not a video podcast. That's all I got to say. Yeah, that's true. But boy, folks, he was running around and uh, trying to take everything at one time. He did a great job. That's why I've never seen a guy do a double backflip just standing there, but he did. did. It was was impressive. (laughs) That's why I couldn't do without you, Chris. And I appreciate you. No problem, man. All right, man. Well, listen, folks, thank you once again for joining us on the Musicians Cafe. Coming up next week, we've got Steve Narandis, so we hope you'll join us for that. Also, i got to give a shout-out to Polly Coconuts. Man, I missed your emails this week. You did not hit me up, but remind me uh, about what's going on with Mission Road. And uh, we'll definitely get them on very soon. Folks, thank you so much. Don't forget, no lounging in the left lane. You're still doing it. You did it to me this weekend, so stop. And in the meantime, <laughs> peace. <laughs>